What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today on our very first episode of 2022. Aw, snap. Aw, snap. We made it. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New everybody. Year, homies. Celebrations um, all around. Celebrations, popping champagne, like we um like we're on a jet, perhaps. On a Yes. Um, and I mean, the well, we're actually recording this on New Year's Eve. But so so we are hoping that the very beginning of 2022 went smoothly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Here's hoping the world didn't implode in the next yeah, two days. Yeah. Yeah. We're hoping that that happened. Um, so, yeah. Happy New Year to you guys. We hope that you had a good weekend and that you were safe and you did something that you enjoyed um whatever that may be and yeah we're really excited for the new year but to commence the new year we decided to do a bit of a kind of a throwback but not it's it's something that we did last year that we had a lot of fun with and so we decided that we were going to do it again this year and that is a homie's definitive ranking of every single installment of season two of Into the Dark. Mm -hmm. That is very correct. Very long name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very long name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, long name aside, this is slowly kind of becoming tradition for us, right? Um and last year was a lot of fun. I had a ton of fun doing the last Into the Dark countdown. So I'm mm -hmm. really excited to do this one as well. Yes. Um, yes. I do have to ask, though, because I'm wondering, and for anybody who's li listened to last year's episode, they're also wondering well as well. Um, but did you, Erica, <laughs> did you appropriately plan out how long it would take to watch these movies? and watch them in a normal human fashion? Or did you wait till the last minute and binge all of the movies again this year? What happened? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I did? Do you think I was responsible? And that because I knew we were gonna be doing this all year long, I went ahead and watched them uh, sporadically throughout the year? Or do you think that um, Tuesday morning, I said, hey, <laughs> I got about I got about nine movies I need to watch. Maybe I should start doing that. And then at 4 p.m. I said, oh, my God, I need to start watching these movies right now. <laughs> you tell me which one sounds more like me. You know what? I'm going to go on a whim here and I'm going to say that you were highly responsible and watched the movies throughout the entire year. And there was not a single bit of crunch for Erica this year. Is that um, is that accurate? You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. But you, you know what? You're like a, a, a teensy weensy bit right. Only because if you guys notice, I said I only had to watch nine movies. 
I had already seen three of these movies because mm. I had randomly watched. I had randomly watched them actually this year because I was in the mood for certain movies, and I was like, "Hey, we're gonna cover this season. I'll I'll just check these movies out now because that sounds like something I want to see right now." So I had seen three of them already. And then I said, but wouldn't it be cool if I waited and watched the other nine right before we recorded the episode? And that's exactly <laughs> what I did. So, I, but I mean, at the same time, I, w- I didn't feel too pressed or stressed. I, I did designate myself enough time that I knew I would finish before we recorded. Mm-hmm. And I even had some time left over to kind of refresh on the three that I'd watched already. Oh, so nice. it wasn't crazy. It wasn't horrible. It was not as bad as it was last year because last year i was really crunching them um but i still did exactly what i said i shouldn't do and wouldn't do um but you on the other hand you were a little bit more prepared this year right is the way that you framed it to me was that a lie (laughs) did you lie about that um uh, <laughs> no okay all right for the record i was i was more prepared this year um reason being is i remembered that we were doing this uh so it was in the back of my mind now did i space out the appropriate amount of time to watch all of these movies yeah i actually did um was it all within the span of four or five days yeah yeah most definitely but but if you recall, last year I binge watched all 12 in the span of like two and a half days, which is yeah. very unhealthy. 10 out of 10 would not recommend anyone doing that. Um, but this year I did not have to do that. I actually saw the sun while preparing mm-hmm. for this episode and got to watch these in a slightly more leisurely manner. Um, but I'm not going to front and say like I didn't sober procrastinate because literally in November we were like, hey. <laughs> We, we really did. shouldn't put this off till the week before. And we did just that. So and we did. And like I said, this is something we knew. Like we knew all year we were going to be doing this. All because we, year. We had so much fun doing it last time. So we already and I said, well, you know, there's a season two. And at that point in time, you know, they I don't remember. They had most of the installments out. Some of them got delayed because of covid so we had to wait until the end of the year to watch all of them but we could have watched the ones that were already out oh, um, but yeah this is this is something we did last year it was so much fun if you guys haven't yet please go check out our first episode on the first season and if this is your first time listening to this episode or this type of episode basically what we did last year was we watched Hulu's Into the Dark, which is produced by um, Blumhouse. Basically, what it is, is they every single month they come out with an episode. She said in quotations, an episode that is basically a movie because they're usually about an hour 20 to an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And each one corresponds with a holiday. And so they'll come out with those all throughout the year. And so we covered the first season last year and what we do is we watch them on our own we rank them individually so we have our own personal rankings and then we get together and we 
compare and contrast, fight it out, and we decide what the homies' definitive ranking of all of the episodes will be. Mm-hmm. And so we just got finished with our our duel, and we have our definitive ranking, and we are ready to let you guys know what we thought of season two of Into the Dark. Mm-hmm. And it only cost Erica one eye and me my left hand, but yeah, we but you came like, out. You don't use that, like you. Yeah, never I, don't, use I don't use it. It's fine. It's not that big of a deal. And I wear glasses, <laughs> so like my eyesight wasn't. <laughs> but um, I do want to say before we get into this, I actually enjoyed this season as a whole a lot more than I than I did the first. It feels like they really hit their stride for me this season. They're much more consistent. And each movie even if it wasn't the best of the bunch each movie had something in it that i enjoyed watching which if you listen to the first one it was not always the case for the first season i had some movies in that one that i was upset that i had to watch and Mm -hmm. i still was upset when the movie was over so i i was i was pretty pleased about that so as a whole as a season i already will rank season two higher than season one yeah honestly agreed granted there were some good highs in season one there were also some really really low lows um but yeah consistency was really key with this season of into the dark and i did enjoy that i like that even though there are not all of these are created equal there was no movie on this list that i think i would blatantly be like this was bad they were all at least enjoyable to some extent um that is not the case for the first season so good on them for that improvement (laughs) yeah so i we do have to give them props on that which means that i think for me and you can tell me if you feel the same if you are going to get into into the dark like maybe you haven't watched any of them at all i can i can definitely say maybe start with one from the second season because I think that'll give you a better idea of how these movies can be um, choosing any from the the this second batch that they came with. Yeah, um, that's true. So, so yeah, if you if you haven't checked out any at all, but you're just wanting to maybe hear our, you know, which ones are worth checking out, I would say any of that we have on this list, they're not all f- great, but they're not like, oh my god, I'm upset that I watched that at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, without further ado, I think we're ready to go ahead and jump into the homies. Definitive ranking for season two of Into the Dark. All right. And at number 12, we have My Valentine, which was the 2020 Valentine's Day episode for Into the Dark. This one was directed by Maggie Levin. And the plot of this one is a musician, a musician gets locked inside a concert hall with her crazy ex-boyfriend and a girl who stole her identity. And the trio try to air out their grievances until things take a violent turn. Some things we liked about this movie. We really love the style. It's very similar to Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. So if you like the, that kind of comic book style, this movie may be right up your alley. And we also really enjoyed the musical design of this movie. They have some really catchy tracks and some fun uses of music incorporated within the episode. 
Um, for us, the reason this is sitting at number 12 is it fell short a little bit in the character and the plot department, along with having some questionable choices um, made by some of the characters as well, um, which, you know, it it's something that bugged me a lot more towards the end. But I'm kind of curious, like, what was your what was your overall feelings with this one? Why was it so low on the list? Um, what yeah. was wrong with my Valentine? Because it's not it's not the worst movie in the world, but Mm-mm. it has some fun moments. I think the biggest so. This is a a movie about musicians. Well, a musician specifically, but then, you know, a different one as well. Mm -hmm. And I will say the music in this slaps. Like, the music had me... I was in it. I enjoyed all of the music throughout this movie. And I think that can be a pro of this movie, but also a con. Because I don't want to be looking forward to the music and a movie that's not a musical like why am i waiting for the next song to play yeah. i should be focusing on the the dialogue but i'm like okay so when are we gonna get another song and <laughs> when then we don't get another bop, when are we gonna get another bop um the tone of it is fun but i think that they rely on that so much that it starts to feel like they didn't really put as much thoughts into everything else i almost feel like this movie would have worked better as a short and it seems like they're trying to push moments and things happening in this that don't really bring anything to the table specifically there are some side characters that i really wish were not in this movie yeah 100 percent. the bandmates why are they there why, why are they in are they that there? movie and we're keep we're so we're trying to keep this spoiler free but the way they do one of these bandmates to me is just inexcusable actually the way they do several bandmates in this film is unexcusable to me and this movie is such a case of style over substance for me mm-hmm. where it was very pretty it was very nice to listen to for the most part i love the use of coloring I, I love some of the shots, some of the transitions. It, it, it feels like you're watching a big comic book, but you end up just not, at least for me, not caring about the characters at all. No, and not that's a such a, that's such a big problem in a horror movie because you're supposed to care about what happens to these characters, and I just don't care at all. Right, and and I think in a movie as stylistic as this, I don't think it's, I don't. It, it, you can kind of get away with that because the characters don't feel like people. They're they're definitely more character. Yeah. However, just a warning for anybody who is out there, potentially a trigger warning for some people. This is a movie that does talk about abuse in relationships, and that's very serious. And and parts of this, it it's not. They don't ever treat it like a joker. It is handled with you know with they obviously were trying to get that message across and they are taking that message seriously however the way that this movie ends i don't think that it hit in the way that they thought it did i feel like they really mm-hmm. thought they did something with the way this movie ended and i feel like yeah, they really thought that they, <laughs> that they hit like some kind of message and they didn't they totally missed the mark in my opinion for what they were trying to say with the way that this ends and that's a bummer for a subject that is so serious Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, and granted, our antagonist in the form of the gaslighting ex-boyfriend um, is 
interesting to watch. Uh, the overall tension around that for me falls a bit to the wayside the longer you go into the movie. And I think a lot of that just has to deal with there not being enough stakes to keep up mm-hmm. the momentum that they come out the gate with. Yeah. So, needless to say, my Valentine, um, our first Valentine's Day entry on this list, actually. Um, yeah, just missed the mark for us in, in quite a few places. But it'll be coming up at the caboose for us in number 12. Which leads us right into number 11, which is our New Year's entry. <laughs> surprise, surprise. New Year's, happy New Year's, everybody. <laughs> um, and this movie is called Midnight Kiss. This movie was directed by Carter Smith. And the basic plot of this is a group of friends go out to the, uh, is it Palm Springs? I keep saying that, but was I don't know Palm if that's actually Spring? where they were. I but think it was somewhere like in that something area. Something like that. They basically, they go out to a vac- to one of their friends' vacation homes for New Year's Eve so that they can go to some New Year's parties. But unbeknownst to them, there is a killer that is stalking their specific group of friends. And that is basically the movie is watching this. That's what the movie is meant to be. However, a lot of time in this movie is spent with the killer as an afterthought and that whole side of things as an afterthought, which don't get me wrong. I enjoy watching. I actually like this group of friends, specifically our main. I would say they're our main two characters. Um, Cameron and Hannah mm-hmm. are are people that we focus on quite often with that, throughout this movie, and I really like them. I really enjoy their relationship, and this is one of the only LGBT installments of this season for this. What? What am I saying? Installments this season is what I'm trying <laughs> to say. Um, and so I was really, really excited for this one. It's not bad. But it's not great. And I wanted it to be great. I think that it's just meh yeah. at the end of the day. I, I agree. I think um, this movie was really, really engaging until we had to get to the horror. And that's where it started to fall short. I think we had a great <laughs> we we had a great group dynamic of varying characters with all different motivations and um, personalities, which I enjoyed watching. And then even some of the earlier kills are very fun, very slasher esque. Um, I get a lot of like old school slasher vibes from this movie, a la Scream, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the main issue was the um, was the big conflict of everything. We felt, without going too much into spoilers, that the overall conflict and resolution was weak towards the end. The main villain, although had some cool kills, overall their motivation could have been stronger. And something about the ending just left us feeling a little bit lacking. <laughs> had a scratch in our heads Mm -hmm. and this movie i actually think would have benefited from not being a horror movie maybe being more of a thriller or something and they took the main killer totally out of it because there is a side story 
the side stories and the dynamics within the relationships are the most interesting part of this movie. Mm-hmm. So then when the killer shows up, you're like, oh, yeah. There's a killer in this. I there forgot about that. Killer. <laughs> there is a dominatrix killer in this movie. Yeah. Right. There's also I a lot totally of butt. Forgot. You should know that. There's a, there oh, are yeah. a lot of butt shots in this movie. Did we have nudity in the first season? Because there's a lot of nudity in this season. You know, I can't off the top of my head. I can't really remember. But yeah, no, there, this was a very naked and kind of sexy season, which, you know, yeah. depending on who you are, is a good or a bad thing. Very sexy. But that's true. There's a lot of butt in this, which I was, I mean, you know, I was like, okay, okay. I, I can take it. I can take it. Um, Erica but yeah, had an extra piece of popcorn during them <laughs> scenes. Like, mm, okay. I didn't write very many notes. So I'm looking at the screen. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just okay. And, with what I was expecting from this movie, I'm upset that it was just okay. Yeah. So that's why it kind of rounds out our our latter half of our list. Yeah, very true. A lot of potential. Didn't quite hit it. Um, mm-hmm. I will give it this, though. Atmospherically, I do think this was one of the better films in terms of just mm-hmm. creating um, tense scenes and moments. I do think they did that very well. And I also think the director had a decently good grasp on on the slasher genre at least in the setup portion i think they did they set up the slasher very well it's just the final execution didn't didn't quite nail it agreed i agree with that moving on into our number 10 pick we have crawlers which is going to be the saint patrick's day episode from 2020 This one was directed by Brandon Zuck and is based on a newly formed team of bar crawl buddies have to band together to stop an alien invasion in their tiny little college town. This movie for us was one of the more fun entries into this season of Into the Dark. And we had a blast watching these characters navigate this kind of kooky situation that they're in. Mm -hmm. Um, It is in the latter half of our list, mainly because the plot isn't the strongest. um, But we did feel like the character interactions and the fun moments um, pushed this one ahead of some of our latter picks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this one's a lot of fun. It definitely is taking some influence from like 80s movies and mm-hmm. it's leaning into that kind of an aesthetic which is cool it works for this movie the character- also had some like um some like Shaun of the dead-esque style yeah. with like the quick cuts and all that Shaun stuff of the dead and, and it's like a mixture of Shaun of the dead and invasion of the body snatchers and mm-hmm. like the blob it feels like a lot of different movies put into one but i don't actually mind that for this Mm-mm. kind of a movie. And it's also it's unique too they, they do yeah. it in a in a slightly unique way yeah because they they have a little bit of a different kind of underlying theme here that they keep touching on which is basically just believe women it seems is the theme of this movie and mm-hmm. it's you know the unlikely group of people that get together to solve the day there that means that the relationships mean nothing in this movie. <laughs> I think that's honestly the part that's like the least interesting. Everything else I I feel like is what you want to focus on. It, it uses a narration device that normally I feel is unnecessary, but also works in this movie for me, surprisingly. And I think that's just because the actress that plays Shauna, the character that's narrating, is very like I enjoy watching her do it. I think she really is having a good time and it shows. Mm-hmm. I do think this movie 
you can kind of at some point in time i feel like this movie feels like it's a lower budget i i feel that way especially with our final part at the end mm-hmm. no nah, i feel it i feel it yeah there's not and there's not a lot there's not as many extras and things going on as you would like for this type of a movie i think that's where this movie falters for me is in a movie like called crawlers that's about you know these creatures or whatever let me see them let me see them (laughs) i don't they're gone we don't see them at all we don't see enough of them in my opinion yeah um, I mean, it's smart to do in uh, body snatcher as stuff because you know it saves you money. You don't necessarily have to see the creatures, but it would be nice. Um, yeah, I think overall this movie, although fun, um, is just that. It's just fun, um, and that carries a movie so far. However, some of the other movies um, higher up on this list have a little bit extra seasoning to yeah. them that pushes them extra volume. Yeah. Um, that crawlers is just lacking a little bit of yeah and i want to be clear because i i realize when i say see the creatures i don't mean the actual creatures themselves i mean the body snatched we don't really get that many of them Mm -mm. we only get get a couple really there's only so much actual conflict in this Mm -hmm. one really most of it is focused on them figuring out how they're going to solve the problem but i need to know that it's a problem i'm like how many people are in this town because right now the population's looking about 56 and i'd like to know (laughs) that you're battling some more people (laughs) so that's my that's probably my biggest con for it we have coming in at number nine uncanny annie which is our halloween episode and this one was directed by paul davis so once again we have a group of college students coming together however in this instance they're already friends they all come together and find a board game in the basement that they decide to play what they don't realize is that there is more at stake in this board game than they originally thought so we're kind of playing on like a jumanji Right. Scenario yeah. in this. I was like, one. this feels like like Jumanji meets like Escape Room or or yes. Saw or something like that. Yeah, it's which I'm a sucker for a movie like this. I love a either like a board game or just a game goes bad. I I love those situations. I also love when you get a bunch of like high schoolers or college students in a house and they're all just being picked off one by one. You guys mm-hmm. know I love it. So. Uncanny Annie is actually well so both Uncanny Annie and Crawlers were two of the three that I had watched prior because I was in the mood for a bunch of college students getting into you know wild wacky scenarios so I love the plot of this one and for the most part I have no issues with this one it's just not like with what comes after it, I don't think that it's memorable enough or different or fun enough. Because I, when you give the idea of like, oh, a board game that can do all this stuff, I'm thinking of all these different things that you can do. Some of the things that happen are are fun. And mm-hmm. then some of it, it's kind of like, that's it? Meh. That's all we, that's it? Yeah. That's what that we're was, doing? <laughs> that, was, that was, that was, that was. 
probably the biggest con was the inconsistency of how fun the games were. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you take something like Jumanji, right, with a direct comparison there, at least in Jumanji, every time they rolled the dice, something engaging and interesting was about to happen next. Mm-hmm. And I think with this one, it was to not, um, you know, jump too much on the RNG here, but it was it was a coin flip. Um, sometimes we would get a really good game that the people were playing and then other games were a little bit lackluster, mm-hmm. um, which was disappointing because I think overall the movie was enjoyable. Yes. And, and I feel like they very easily could have fixed that if they had started more simple and then moved up and it kept upping the stakes, upping the stakes, but it didn't happen like that. It was very inconsistent. One time it would be like, Oh, d- try and keep your head on from this person with an axe and the next time i was like tell me a secret it's like wait wait a minute (laughs) what are what this is a little uneven don't you think and also the ending i think this is an a case where the into the darks have this thing where it's like either they do a really dark ending or they do something that's a little bit more like okay we're we're good we're we succeeded and this ending, I think they went the wrong way. I, okay. I, uh, especially with the circumstances and everything that happens, I, I'm not a fan of this ending. It feels the most like, eh, eh. yeah. Like it, it was, it was written that way because it had to be. Yeah, they, they felt like they needed to do that, and it's like, mm, I, eh, you didn't. Yeah, but. I, I agree. It get, it gets even though the last moments are kind of cool. It's it's convoluted with mm-hmm. how we get there. Um, and then with the character of, of Annie, um, she was okay. I don't know what I would change about her, but I will say that I felt like there was something missing. And I don't know if that was the performance, the story, or the writing, but something I wanted more of. I feel like it's the writing. I have, because I don't mind her. Annie, I mean, you see her, you get bits and pieces of her throughout. She's just like this little girl, but she moves in this jerky way, almost as if she's a doll or something. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't mind. I which, was like, that's which, okay. That's fine. But I think she feels like they were, she feels like something we've seen before, but not but do, not done as well but i i almost would have preferred if she was a little bit more methodical and cold and calculating than the <laughs> just the yeah the mischievous giggling little girl right cuz it's like how many times do we Have get we that and how many that? times can i listen to her giggle before i'm ready to end it before i say <laughs> you know what i'll roll next <laughs> Right. Go ahead and take me out, Annie. <laughs> Look, y'all, slapping some powder, a schoolgirl outfit, and a giggle on a, on a person does not a villain make. Okay, there's got to be more than that. We've got. <laughs> we need a new blueprint because this one, <laughs> I think, we're ready to retire her. The pigtails could go for me. <laughs> yeah. So all in all, okay, movie, fun movie, mm-hmm. and um, you know, entertaining for the most part, but just missing a couple little features that probably would have pushed it higher on our list. And moving into number eight, we have Pilgrim, which is the Thanksgiving entry from 2019, directed by Marcus Dunstan. Uh, This one is about a family 
that invites some historical reenactors to their home for Thanksgiving in an attempt to bring the family closer together. However, these reenactors take their job very seriously to deadly consequence. And um, I think this was one of the first ones, at least for us, that we had some. Actually, that's not true. This is one of the ones that we had a little bit of variation on mm-hmm. in terms of where we put this film. But one thing that we enjoyed is the characters that play the reenactors do a very, very good job at their roles. The tension has a does a good job of building throughout the course of the movie. The situation and the mystery are also engaging as well. Um, where we differed in opinions was in the ending where the movie takes a specific, it goes in a specific direction where either you like it or you don't. Um, I was on the side of, I wasn't a huge fan of it. Erica enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But overall, still a strong contender amongst the movies that came out this season. Yes, I think the best thing about this movie and the strongest thing is the actual concept itself. It's different and it's, it's strong enough to last a movie. I think that's the thing that these movies run into is some of them just aren't strong enough to sustain a full-length movie, the one hour 20 that they're trying to at least hit. Mm -hmm. Some of them don't feel like they should be that long. I think they do a good job with this one in keeping it where there's enough buildup, but we also have enough time spent when it starts to get into all the tomfoolery and mayhem and nonsensical, like almost dream-like sequences that we get at the end, which is what you didn't enjoy, but I was all about. Like I Mm -hmm. really was... I felt good with the way that this movie ended. But one thing that we talked about is I do think that this movie, the tone of it isn't always consistent. So when you start this movie, you may be expecting it to go a certain way. And it almost doesn't about face about halfway through. And so it can be disappointing. I think that this ending could be disappointing for some people because it's not going to give give you exactly the conclusion that you're expecting because it it gets a little wilder i think than it, yeah. it makes itself seem like it will it hits nitro a little quick towards the end a little quick mm-hmm. and there's also some i shall say there's some vomiting in this movie and the way it looks is ridiculous the the way <laughs> the way that they had the actors put their hands, hands up to, their up mouths, to block <laughs> it looks absolutely bonkers and they should have re, re they should have reassessed that i think because mm-hmm. that uh, did make me cackle and not in the way they wanted me to i don't <laughs> think uh, it's hard it's hard for me to believe that in 2019 <laughs> you really thought you were gonna get away with the hand over mouth pucos trick it's the open palm not even touching their face it's like away from their face it's like why would you be like that when you're vomiting you know there's no way you'd be fully splayed hand <laughs> yeah if you if you heard the um deliberation on this list you would know that a lot of my grievances <laughs> lie in the puke scene Uh, (laughs) but all in all it was still a strong entry and one thing i'd like to point out that we haven't quite yet point out yet is along with being based on certain holidays 
a lot of these movies will also include some underlying themes as well to, you know, move them along. And the one thing I did really enjoy about Pilgrim is this idea of the horror of being colonized, which is essentially what we watch happen throughout the course of this. And they they have a great pace of how they do it. Um, but I just thought that that was a creative idea that they they intertwined within their story. And I think they actually did a very good job of presenting it without being too heavy handed about it. Yes, I agree. And I also like this. The this family is not likable as a whole, but I think they did a good job with each person did a good job with their characters and kind of making you see their points. Mm-hmm. I I feel like they were successful in that because each person in this family, I kind of saw where they were coming from. And yeah. sometimes I agreed with them, but other times I was like, no, you're being ridiculous. And I think that that is something to be applauded to successfully have me realize these characters from through their faults and through their triumphs. And I felt that way. And it it, it led to a, a satisfying conclusion for me with the family as well Mm -hmm. i'll give you that i will give you that i do think the um character journeys for a lot of the characters in this one are actually really really good and Mm -hmm. some of the characters are more nuanced than they initially appear so that is definitely a pro for this movie and of course the um parting uh moral of this story is and always will be fuck christopher columbus Mm-hmm. And, he, <laughs> and all his friends and, and everybody he <laughs> wrote in on <laughs> and his little co-workers too they can, <laughs> they can go too which will lead us into number seven which is blood moon and the holiday for this one was the spring full moon a stretch blumhouse mm-hmm. a stretch but... not the only stretch we'll see on <laughs> no, this it's list, not. <laughs> but the first one that we've come across um and this one was directed by emma tammy and blood moon follows esme and her son luna and they move to a small town to kind of get a fresh start but what we quickly realize is that esme and luna have a secret that esme is trying desperately to protect everybody else from but also protect her son from um this movie was another one that we differed a little bit on Uh, although we had we have similar thoughts about it i i was just a little bit more on the the con side of things however we both enjoyed this movie Mm -hmm. blood moon is a very good character drama like would you I, I feel like this movie, the the best part of this movie is Esme and Luna and their yeah. relationship and seeing them, seeing her try and navigate as not only a single mom, but a single mom to a werewolf, which y'all you find out right away. This ain't a spoiler. Yeah, um, it's really not. It's, <laughs> it's called literally blood moon. It's blood moon. <laughs> the 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 cover of the movie is them standing in front of a full blood moon with her. She has a shotgun. So yeah, you find that out find that out right away. Um so there's this added layer to it and it's really it's watching them navigate this life and watching her trying to do right by him because he is her priority, but also deal with, you know, being in this new place. 
is the is great. I really enjoyed that. I thought that that was really, really well done. And I think that the the characters, for the most part, are are well written. Where this movie loses points for me is the movie builds great ground to a very lackluster ending. I was really, really disappointed in the way that this ended. And I also think that there's too much time. It's There's too much time in between things happening. I wish there was more moments of tension. And for me, it felt like we had too much downtime between the tense moments. So I started to get lost a little bit. In, mm-hmm. in that downtime. Yeah, most of. And also, because this is a character-driven drama, it, it is still a horror, but it really leans more into the drama thriller category, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, because it's so character-centric and relationship-centric, um, by the time we get to the um, the action and the climax, um, there's really not a lot of runtime left for them to fit in Mm -hmm. enough for how much we set up which ultimately leads to an ending that although is okay um doesn't necessarily service as a grand finale to the story that we had um so it did lose some points for losing steam in the in the second half but the the general plot of it is simplistic and we did enjoy that because it let them explore those characters um, but it did have some places where it could have improved and it lands a nice spot right in, around in the middle of our list. Yeah, right in the middle. This is also one of the few movies where I wish we had more flashbacks. You guys will not hear me say that often, but <laughs> they do them well. They do them well in this one. So I will also give them props for props for the flashbacks, but I will what? take the props back because they weren't <laughs> enough. So you break even on that (laughs) you know what i think that is fair we have our number six entry coming in at the slap middle of this list that was a weird phrasing i don't know why i said it like that that was so weird Coming in at the middle of this list, we have Good Boy, which is the Pet Appreciation Week episode, question mark, for 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, Another questionable holiday. However, (laughs) this one's directed by Tyler McIntyre, which follows the story of a woman by the name of Maggie who is fed up with her current life and decides to get an emotional support animal to help with her anxiety. However, her new friend may take the support a little bit too seriously when the woman's enemies start coming up dead. This movie for us landed at number six because although the plot is a little cheesy and nonsensical, the movie knows what it is and really leans into Mm -hmm. that realm. Um, the, The overall story and journey of Maggie is fun to watch. And although we don't get to see too much in regards to the violence surrounding Ruben, the movie does a great job of shooting around it um, while also using an actual dog within the production, which is always, it's always a plus. We love seeing dogs in movies. Oh my God, this dog is so cute. The dog is honestly adorable. And I thought that they were very creative in the ways that they shot the horse of involving (laughs) the dog. Yeah, the dog is so cute, and 
and they knew they were like guys this is a movie about a killer dog but not just like a cujo type movie like it's not a dog when it kills but it is at the same time it's so ridiculous but they knew that they know that so they mm -hmm. they play up that as much as possible and i think what they did with maggie who's played by judy greer who is absolutely lovely in this movie mm -hmm. what they did with her was awesome because i think there was a way that they could have made her kind of like this hapless woman goofy woman who kind of doesn't know any better or like is really naive you know like i feel like there's they always play into these stereotypes of, oh, this is the type of woman who would still be single at this age. And they always make them like these caricature people who you're like, oh, well, now I see why she's single. You know what I mean? Like they're always like, yeah. <laughs> like they don't know what's going on in life or they're really overbearing or they come on way too strong or all these things. And she's not like she is not. Mm -hmm. She's she's just she's like has a great career and she's a really caring person but she still feels jealousy about where she's at in her life and and these guys she just doesn't have certain things in common with them the things that she's looking for she doesn't have those in common with them and she is actually a pretty like layered character and i actually appreciated what they what they did with her because like she we see her go on dates and we do see her like have some success and it's nice to watch and at the same time it's like juxtaposed by this crazy scenario where like her <laughs> dog is attacking these people who stress her out and it's like I love I loved switching back between her between her like living this life and then living this life with Ruben I just thought that mm -hmm. was really fun and I love that as soon as we start getting their Ruben reveal and we move into that portion of the movie, I really loved how much this movie reminded me of A Little Shop of Horrors, except for the dog <laughs> yeah. and no music. But I mean, the general plot is the same. And the things that I enjoyed from that, I enjoyed from this as well. Watching this, likeable, honestly likable character try and navigate this ridiculous scenario was a lot of fun and it kept me engaged through the entire thing yeah so good boy is a, a good movie good good movie good movie good good, good movie. movie good movie who's a good movie you are yes you are good movie tyler McIntyre. <laughs> good job so yeah we like that movie very very well done and like i said judy greer lover gotta love her and if you mm -hmm. love her definitely watch this movie because she's great in it so now we get to number five which mm -hmm. is tentacles which is actually the second valentine's day installment yeah because so, there was actually normally it's every month right but because of covid there was a big mm -hmm. gap in production for this so we missed quite a few um Months. quite a few holidays in 2020 mm -hmm. yeah so we we moved into 2020 our yeah yeah so we moved into 2021 so we came back around to another february so they were able to do another valentine's day one and tentacles was directed by clara aronovic and tentacles follows tara and sam who um kind of 
crash into each other's lives one day, become a couple and go through this whirlwind romance where things get very intense very quickly. And through that, um, we realize that their dependency on each other might be a little bit more sinister than than they think it is. So tentacles, tentacles and the next movie that we will be covering were definitely our biggest discrepancies in oh, yeah. our list. Um, I was a very big fan of tentacles. I had, I had it very, very high up and you did not. <laughs> not even a little bit. Not it was quite close. low on my list. <laughs> not even close. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I like this movie and maybe it's because I will say tentacles was one of the first ones that I watched when I started watching them. And so maybe okay. it was like, oh my god, because it was the first one, I, I would it like grabbed me right away or something. I don't know, but I think because some of these movies are a little bit more feel a little bit more like drama esque or thriller esque, and not all of them hold my attention throughout. But mm -hmm. Tentacles did. I really, when it started off, I just felt like. I saw the opening scene and I thought, oh, I already know what's go. I know everything that's happening. And and I was right in some regards. But there was also a lot of stuff that happened in this movie that I didn't see coming. I thought that it was really well done. I thought that there were some interesting shots and that the way that they unfolded the information and showed everything happening and the way that they kept ratcheting up the tension i thought was really well done so by the end i was it, the ending came at the perfect time for me like it came right when i was like now i want the answers and i got them and mm -hmm. also i think it's a really it, it touches on this idea of being in a like a really codependent toxic relationship I feel like it kind of covers that without being as heavy-handed as we have seen some of these movies be. Not just, you know, in, in the first season especially, but even some here, I feel like, you know, sometimes they're a little on the nose. And I feel like this movie does a good job of portraying that without being too overt about it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And we debated on these next two for a little bit. And I did hear a lot of Erica's points and I agreed with a good chunk of them. For me, the reason this was lower on my personal list was I was not huge on the relationship. Um, and Erica did point out that it was the whole idea is a toxic relationship. So I was able to let that bit slide and, um, you know, reassess how I felt. However, the the reveal and the ending for me just did not work. Um, I wanted something different than what we got. And although that may be a personal take for me, it was something that really kind of left a sour taste in my mouth after watching this movie. Although I do think it's a good movie, um, there were just points that I disagreed with that I think altered my viewing of it. However, I was able to put some of those thoughts back compromise a little bit and and appreciate the good things that this movie does do um which there are there are quite a few good things that they do the performances of our Tara slash Lena character and Sam are honestly both really really good 
Um, and even with a pretty decent supporting role with Esther as well. I think overall the character dynamics are fun. I do think this movie does something with its antagonist that one of our um, lower on the list movies kind of tried to do, but this may have done it slightly better Mm -hmm. and more nuanced. Um, And I do think that the overall idea of this movie is good. And it's a, and it's an interesting idea to be basing your Valentine's day entry on Um, just not everything worked for me. And so it lost a couple points, but I was very happy with planning it where we decided to plan it. And tell them, tell them what you thought about the tentacles. Oh, 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 the tentacles, bruh, there was, there was too many. The ob- was, we saw, <laughs> the effects aren't great in this movie, guys. <laughs> we, we saw too much of the tentacles. That was the biggest issue with the tentacles. They're not, uh. yeah, the effects, <laughs> and that is something that I think is kind of, across the board for these because you know they're made for tv they're not gonna have a crazy budget but i think where some movies are smart is they use that to their advantage and they say okay well we probably can't do too much like digital effects so we should Mm -hmm. we should we should readjust and pivot and maybe try and do something a little bit differently i think we both agree that blood moon does that successfully this one they said nah we have in tentacles um and they did they did (laughs) they did it i mean it's in the namesake so they had to have it it was just disappointing for me because there are some really good practical effects in this yeah that i feel like although i respect practical effects and you using them you could have funneled a little bit of that cash into the namesake effect of your movie which was going to be the tentacles um but they're not like the worst cgi in the world it's just not great in comparison to other right. things and you, so like that's a, it's a big it's a big thing to um to have in this movie yes agreed and and there is some you're right there's some great body horror in this so if you like that then you might appreciate some of the stuff in this movie and if you don't like that then be prepared because it's a little squeamish um at some points so yeah just there were up. some points where i kind of i kind of shuffled and in my seat a little bit. I was like, oh, that was kind of gross. Yikes. Um, but yeah, so that is Tentacles, which was our number five. All right. And then coming in at number four, we have our other contested entry, which was Delivered. Um, this was the Mother's Day 2020 episode. Uh, this one was also directed by Emma Tammy, who directed Blood Moon, which we already talked about. And this one is following the story of Val, a soon-to-be mother who finds herself in a dangerous scenario when one of her new friends, Jenny, becomes obsessed with her soon-to-be baby. Uh, this film for all... For the the too-long <laughs> didn't read for this movie is it is, again, Misery, the, the remake with a different spin on it, except... You know, now it's a pregnant woman. Misery um, and Inside, I feel like, if you combine those two movies. True, true. Misery. <laughs> like, it's both of those movies slapped together. Um, it is, this was one that I had very high on my list. Um, it was, even for a short moment, my number one. Um, Erica did not disagree, or did not agree in any way. Yeah, y'all, I'm not gonna lie. This was my number 12 at first. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, so there was discrepancy with this one, (laughs) 
but we came together, we talked about it, and overall, what we decided we did enjoy collectively was we had great performances all around by our main cast. Mm-hmm. An interesting scenario, although one that we've seen before, that was really carried by the interactions of these characters. However, where it falls short is in the fact that it is pretty much a carbon copy of things that we have seen before, just now slapped together with a different packaging and a bow. Um, However, I did think that um, Jenny, who plays our main antagonist, was absolutely phenomenal, if not one of the best performances across the board for this season. Um, And I fully admitted to Erica that I think that really carried how much I enjoyed this movie was just based on that performance. I thought it was really, really good. Um, Yes, it is based off characters that we've seen before, but I enjoyed it a lot. And it was something that pushed the movie up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Erica brought up some good points that made us ship this a little bit lower, um, but not too low. Not too low. Yeah, you know, and this is so this is directed by the um, same. So by Emma Tammy, who also directed Blood Moon. So I think you'll find a lot of kind of similar more it's more of like a, a character drama yeah it's which, more dr- it's more drama than horror yeah which is fine because they're you know that's totally okay i am but i think when you get into this movie for me what i had a little bit of trouble with is i completely agree i think the performances in this movie are awesome and i really think that they did a a a thing with Valerie as a character that I liked a lot. I liked her feelings and her, kind of her uncertainty about motherhood. I thought that that was, I liked watching her journey through mm-hmm. that. And so, yeah, I enjoyed that and and everything. But I just think there, the once you get, this, this movie I think is the fastest moving movie as far as getting into our main, main issue yeah, yeah. It, it gets it does not waste any time which is great but then once you get into the main conflict i i sometimes felt like there wasn't a ton of stuff happening that kept my entrance i just felt a little bored because it felt very reminiscent of of every a lot of things that i've seen that have a similar plot and then when they do bring things up it felt a little bit contrived it didn't feel as much of a big deal as i felt like they were making it seem like um specifically there's an instance with her with a phone with her phone that i felt like they dragged out for way too long Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean it's a good if you want to watch something for like characters and you really want to like revel in some performances yeah i think it's a i think it's a good movie for that and you won't be be you won't be disappointed if you if you're in the mood for a movie like that like you're not going to be disappointed yeah and it's not our first misery clone that we have um covered on the podcast and with each entry of those again as long as you can keep uh someone engaged for the entire movie that is a pro for us but it's going to be a hit or miss from person to person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we kind of said in our deliberation here that if we could like have our own personal list based on this, we'd probably like swap these two, right? Mm-hmm. Where you'd probably have tentacles above delivered 
um, and vice versa, which I actually think is totally okay. I think yeah. you could probably interchange these two in their positionings and it wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. And I will say, I think once you get to our top, uh, probably like six through three, that those could be maybe flip-flopped around a little bit and and we would be okay with that because we, I think, enjoyed them quite quite a bit. But now we get into our top three, which were like our heavy hitters. These are always going to stay our top three. Um, but, you know, you could maybe also move these around a little bit and it would be okay. Because I think for the top three, particularly for this season, like, these are all bangers. True. Starting out with number three, we have the current occupant, which was our Independence Day entry. And this one was directed by Julius Ramsey. And the current occupant follows Henry, who is a man suffering from amnesia, who is in a psychiatric hospital. And they're meant to be helping him kind of remember who he is. But through some circumstances he comes to believe that he is the president of the united states and they are keeping them in keeping him in there as kind of like a political overthrow type of situation mm -hmm. um and this movie so this is another movie that is a mystery mm -hmm. a mystery movie where we're basically following henry and really just trying to solve if he is right or if he is if he's delusional kind of a thing mm -hmm. and i think that they do a great job of that because i went both ways multiple th times throughout the movie Same. and i was convinced that both were true like Same. i had no idea and they do a smart thing throughout the movie they keep posing this question of is it more probable that the president of the united states would wake up in a psychiatric hospital or that a psychiatric patient would wake up thinking he was the president of the united states and i was like oh i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's so good that's gotta be one of the that's best good. written things from this whole season because that is great that's so good and it's multiple times they ask that and every time they ask that i'm like your position changes a little bit right oh yeah it's it's like the storytelling i think in this movie is top notch i really think that the way that the story unfolds for a mystery is pretty dang good. Like, mm -hmm. I will give them that. Let me see. Who wrote this? Alston Ramsey. I'll give you that, dude. You did good. <laughs> you did good <laughs> with this story because, yeah, they they really make you so certain at different times of different things. And you can understand why Henry is so confused you can understand why he may think one or the other and because you feel just the same and i i think for both of us however we put it as number three because there are there are some really high highs in this moment but or in this movie but as a result the in-between moments can drag just a little bit yeah agreed the only real con i think we collectively had for this movie was length it's a little yeah. long Mm -hmm. Runtime is a little long. Although the mystery is compelling the entire time, there are definitely points where you could knock out a couple scenes or two. You'd still get the idea across. I think you'd still carry us along for the mystery, but you could cut a little bit of the runtime. There were just some moments where it was, it was a little too long. Mm -hmm. A little too long. Yeah, but it's 
yeah, it's a good movie. It it definitely plays with your mindset just as much as it does the characters in it. And I feel like every character in this movie feels really integral to the plot, which is also really nice because that's not always the case for a lot of these movies. Most of my cons kind of come from the the side characters, but I felt like they did a really good job of making everybody in this movie part of the mystery. And so every single person you're like, are they part of this puzzle piece? Like, how do they mm-hmm. fit in? Um, and the the ending is, I, I like the ending. I think the ending is just as strong as the rest of this movie. So mm-hmm. The yeah. ending is definitely in line with everything else that they yes. present. Yes. Um, and so kudos to them for, I think out, out of all the stories that we have, I'd like to say that this one tells the most complete story for me personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. I I would say that it's definitely consistent throughout. And yes, it definitely you're right. I think it does tell the most like from beginning, middle and end. I think it is the most complete and makes the most sense of Mm -hmm. the other entries that we've seen today. But coming in to our top two, we have at the number two spot. Puka lives, which was our Easter question mark entry. Yes, yes, this is the most questionable one for me. <laughs> um, if you if you look these up, this one is registered as their Easter episode, but it's like Easter slash Puka Day, which I don't know if they have officially slapped Puka Day no. as a as a real thing. But surely not. Surely but, not on Easter. <laughs> surely not. Surely not just a Blumhouse stealing Easter from the <laughs> yeah. world. Are you crazy. However, this all right. This is this is placed as their Easter episode, um, and is directed by Alejandro Burgess. This entry follows a disgraced writer named Derek and his friends Molly and Matt, who create their own urban legend version of Puka. However, when the story goes viral. The group must try and stop their very creation from destroying the world. Um, this one for us was a bit of a surprise um, contender in terms of how good it was. Um, all in all, we didn't necessarily talk to another thing about it, we didn't really talk about this one too much. We kind of just agreed that it was mm-hmm. number two. So why don't we in real time, what did you like about Puka? Why is it your number yeah. two? So Puka was one that I had actually watched, the third one that I had watched before this. Mm-hmm. And I was really pleasantly surprised by the direction that they decided to go in because Puka Lives is the only sequel that they've done. And I enjoyed the first Puka. And so watching this, I was like, what are they going to do with this? And I think that it was actually really smart of them to go in a totally different direction. I think that it's really fun, the idea that they came up with of these people kind of creating this, basically a creepypasta Mm -hmm. that they just make up. And then from that, it becomes its own. It literally comes to life because so many people are invested in it. I thought that that was really fun. And I think that they just, I think they did by them leading into this more almost like fun meta aspect of it and this more silly idea and totally not even paying attention to the serious puka that we got before. I thought that was really great. And I really enjoyed it a lot more than I was expecting it to. And I loved seeing the puka in this movie just 
going around like mm-hmm. <laughs> destroying people i thought that that was great the puka in yeah. this movie is creepy it's yeah it's so it's so good that was one of my favorite parts too i love that first off i agree with you i love that they went in a different direction um than the first one although the first one was good and it had an interesting like psychological horror mm-hmm. direction they went in i'm glad that they decided to try something new with this and I think in having Puka be the only real thing that carried over from the original, um, it gave them a lot of room to play. And I thought, and I think they took that that freedom and really explored some cool ideas that um, take what we got from Puka, the character, and really flesh that character out and give it more to play with. Uh, I think one of my biggest cons from last year, honestly, talking about Puka, is although I loved it. You didn't like you got a lot of puka, but you didn't necessarily get a lot of puka doing things. Yeah, this is the complete opposite. Puka is doing shit nonstop, all and they puka, are not afraid the to show it. Either. Oh no, and they'll show it, and I and I do appreciate because I loved the the lighting that they used in that original one. That is also something that they can keep over, like that cool kind of lighting that is always kind of like around puka and that will be like shining down the hallway and you like oh like see its silhouette and like i love that stuff i think that's that's really cool and mm-hmm. i don't i also kind of like that it's this group of friends and they're kind of all back together and this idea that they just come up with this drinking and hanging out one night and that's it and and mm-hmm. how it fa- so now they're like okay well it's gonna follow these rules like I thought that that was really f- clever and yeah. it was a fun time and I actually I again I like the ending of this one I could see how maybe you wouldn't but I like it and for the, for the tone that they set uh, yeah. up I really enjoyed it also though the hero shot people who have watched the movie and you I think know what I'm talking about the hero shot where you have everybody lined up mm-hmm. like once everybody is together. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's awesome. I really I really thought What's this his was face just is a um fun... his reappearance? I'm trying I'm really trying not to spoil yeah. things. But when he comes back, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's it's just fun. I think if you go into this one and you're, you know, don't take it too seriously and you kind of just are in for the ride, that this is this will be good for you. I think it's only I think the only reason that they say it's Easter is because Someone says in the movie that it looks like a like a fucked up Easter bunny or something. I mm-hmm. literally feel like that's the only reason that they made it Easter because <laughs> I have no idea where else that comes in. But also something that's kind of fun is throughout some of the other movies, you will see like little puka dolls and stuff in some mm-hmm. of the other movies. And I thought that that was like a fun little call to yeah. this movie, considering, you know, all of the other ones are directed by other people. I thought that that was cool. Yeah, Puka is basically the mascot of Into the Dark yeah. at this point. But I think for good reason. Uh, I think they set up Puka very well in season one. Um, although very good, maybe somewhat forgettable, I think with season two, they really solidified Puka mm-hmm. as a contender for a strong force in the horror genre. And I like this idea that they are going with Puka is... They're answering the question of what is Puka with Puka's whatever you want it to be. We're yeah. willing to make Puka anything. We just yeah. want Puka. And I'm okay with that. 
yeah i yeah i really enjoyed this one great job but there is one movie that beat it out and that is why it lives at number two number one movie i think kind of a sleeper hit that neither one of us was expecting Mm -hmm. was a nasty piece of work which was the christmas episode and this was directed by charles hood and so this movie follows two employees at a company who get invited over to their boss's house on Christmas or for a Christmas party. I don't know if it was Christmas Eve, but they get invited over to their boss's house and their boss is basically putting them in competition with each other because one of them will be getting a huge promotion. And let's just say the interview is... um a lot crazier than they were anticipating for it to be. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's another nasty... one we didn't get to talk about no. really. These these last two we really just knew. Like we didn't really yeah. have to discuss these two at all. Yeah, we just put them. We just put them in, and I think both of us were like, "Yeah, we this is number one because this movie is awesome." It's for some. I mentioned this before, and or when we were talking, but like I. I saw this movie and I kind of was like, eh, I don't, I might put that one off a little bit. And then finally I was like, you know what, let me just watch it. And I loved it. I really did. I don't know why I didn't think I was going to. And maybe it's because the way that it said it in the synopsis, I was like, oh, is this going to be kind of like, oh, they get to the house and they're in these like death games kind of a thing mm-hmm. was what I thought it was going to be. And it's so much more than that because it's more of like a mind fuck than you would think and Mm -hmm. i loved that i loved the fact that it goes between is this serious like uh, for the characters like is this serious or is this another part of the interview and then for you you have no idea like what is what and who is who and what's going on and Mm -hmm. the characters fit this this is another one that I think it's kind of like good boy and that they're leaning into this like weird. I, I feel like this is what like if Pilgrim was like this the whole time, I feel like you would have liked Pilgrim more because I feel like with this one, the whole time, you know exactly what kind of a tone it's it's kind of, like. It's just a mind fuck from the beginning to the mm-hmm. end. Like it never changes. It's with always like, wild. <laughs> it's always wild with like little sprinkles of comedy in there, too, which I yeah. appreciated. I like that there was there was funny in there that wasn't forced. Like there were moments where I genuinely was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, that was, it was funny. It was like successfully funny. Yeah. Yeah. And even the uh bad characters, because it's like it, it is a competition. So we have like four. We have um Ted and his and um Tatum. And yeah. then um we have Steven and Missy, I believe. Gavin. Gavin? Mm-hmm. We have Gavin and Missy. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have our because it's a it's a competition in a way. So we do have these two couples with Ted and Tatum, and then Gavin and Missy. And I love that all the characters are different, and not even just the two coworkers. I love that both of their partners also have their own wants, needs, and motivations as well. It yeah. would have been very, very easy to just write those as auxiliary characters, but they all add something to the story, which I mm-hmm. really, really love. 
yeah this is just so much fun like it's just wild i can't think of any other way to say it and and because they're leaning into that tone mm -hmm. you know when they want to stay and continue on for the rest of the night and you know it, it keeps going it you're not questioning why like you're just like yep Yep. Yeah, nope. Yeah, yes, keep yes, it going. That makes, a, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it covers and, up all of its flaws with fun, like straight up. Yeah, yeah. And the ending, once again, I love this ending. It's very satisfying. And I I think it does a good job of mixing the danger with the fun. Because I think if it went too dangerous, it wouldn't be fun anymore. It would mm -hmm. be hard to watch. But then if it was too fun, you would just be like, oh, this is really silly. But they do a good job of mixing them together so that at times you're nervous for these characters. You're really wondering, are they gonna get hurt right now? Or what what's going on? But then at other times, but but then in that same breath, if they do get hurt, it's you don't feel bad. Like it's you're just like, oh man, <laughs> like you know, like you. Hopefully you they don't still get hurt have... too much so that they right, can make right. it into the next thing. <laughs> you're like you're like, oh, this is still fun. Like I'm still having a good time. Or so they do a really great job of balancing that, which mm -hmm. is not easy. And it's, it's not. It's got the meat and the mystery of the current occupant, but it keeps the fun of Good Boy. And like mm. those things together is it's really magic to see on screen. Um, I love that even while making you laugh and have fun, it still is. It still has that same level of what the fuck is going on mm -hmm. as the current occupant, because the the main um, conductors of the evening do such a good job of not letting you know when they're serious and when it's part of the game. And so you really do spend the whole movie just being like, are you for real or not, bro? Like, yeah. what's, what's the deal? <laughs> yeah, well, and, and it made me want, like when I, I was thinking about it and uh, I mean, I feel for most of us, we will relate to a specific character the most because there is a character in this movie that is mainly the voice of reason. And mm -hmm. so I think most of us as viewers will relate to them. However, it was kind of fun for me to sit and put myself in the shoes and say, okay, would I believe that or would I not? Because there are points in this movie where I believed things and felt uncomfortable that characters didn't believe it only to realize that I was I was the fool or invite <laughs> and vice versa times when you know I was like oh that's got to be bad and and it was but it's yeah I don't know it's just fun to be like okay what would I do in this scenario would I take them for their word or would I you know do this and also it was fun to watch and see what things would come back later because there are some things in this movie that end up meaning a lot more and then there's other things that are just kind of one-offs but at the same time everything still fucks with you mm -hmm. yeah and so, i liked that i like that a lot yeah overall a fucking absolute blast to watch and i would say between our number one and number two um these are the two movies where although i enjoyed a lot of this season these are the two that i would definitely go back and watch another time um, just because they have so much rewatchability, they are so much fun, and I do think that they would be enjoyable experiences post that first watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so 
that's it, homies. That is the definitive ranking of season two of Into the Dark. Um, yeah, we hope that you guys enjoyed listening to our list and that we hopefully, if you guys haven't watched some of these movies yet, hopefully we helped maybe let you know you know what you were looking for and if you think you like a movie now or not like a movie i hope that this list kind of took some of the work out for you and so now <laughs> you can just head out and watch whatever movies you think sound like they're up your alley and i also um, i hope that they keep the series going too it's it's weird yeah. now um to say that but i i hope that we do get a third season so that we can keep I doing know, these because i'm like what are we gonna do for new year's next year if they don't I guess we'll have to see. I mean, we'll have to do a ranking of something. But something. Unfortunately, we may not be into the dark, but we'll keep you guys posted. As of now, there are no new movies, but we'll let you know if we hear anything about them making any new ones. Um, but yeah, as of right now, there are 24 movies that you can watch if you haven't yet through Hulu. And let us know your thoughts about which movies you would have ranked number one and maybe which ones you would have put last. We are always dying to know your guys' opinions, especially, I think, number one. Like, I would love to know, if you've seen all of these, what would your number one be? Mm -hmm. And you can always let us know that on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or you can talk to us in Discord. The link for our Discord is in our social media bios. And yeah, we just hang out in there. We talk to other homies about horror and just everything that's going on. So if you'd rather come in there and chit chat in a more casual format, then join our Discord, please. You can also email us. We are homies of horror at gmail.com. If you have any requests, recommendations, or if you have any business inquiries, then please shoot those over to our email. If you guys haven't yet, you can always follow us on Twitch. We are also homies of horror on there. Um, Twitch is where we play video games and once again, talk to the homies. So if you guys aren't following us on there yet, then please head to the link in our bio. And last but not least ratings and reviews guys i think i mentioned this last episode but spotify lets you rate podcasts now so if you haven't yet done that it's super easy you just go on there go to us go and the stars are literally right underneath us and then i'll immediately count it so if you listen through spotify and you would like to rate us we would very very much appreciate that and as always, um, Apple Podcasts takes both ratings and reviews. So if you have an account on Apple Podcasts and you haven't done so yet, we would love if you would rate or review us on there. It really, really helps the algorithm. The more ratings and reviews we have, the more people get their ears listening to our podcast. So if you have not done so and would like to, we would love you. It would make the beginning of our year. And yeah, we just like hearing from you guys and hearing what you're thinking of the show. But that's it for us today. Them 2022 is... We've got a lot of stuff, a lot of ideas for this year that we're really, really excited about. Mm -hmm. And we're excited to just kind of continue... 
continue being homies with you guys continue talking about all things horror and just have you guys along for the ride because we are still very very much enjoying ourselves we hope that you are enjoying yourself and we look forward to everything that this year has in store for all of the homies yeah seriously thank you guys so much we're super excited coming into this year and um we have a bunch of fun stuff planned so make sure you're following those socials erica talked about because otherwise you're gonna be missing out we got some great community events some great content and some great other things that you don't want to miss so make sure you are following those things homies very true but we will be signing off for today we look forward to seeing you guys next monday with a brand spanking new episode and we hope that you guys have a great rest of your week catch you next time homies bye